What's going on, people? We are back at it again with the High Bud Tenders podcast. It is me, Jarrell, and you know I got my dog, Rocky. What's happening? Now, dude, it's a wonderful day today. We had some really great days in Vegas. Um, The dispensary uh, life is like booming for me. How's it going for you over there? Oh, man, just living the dream. Can't complain at all. Yeah, it's been smooth. Yes. So, people, if you're out there and you're in... uh, and you're wondering what you're going to do for a vacation. You're coming to Vegas and you're going to check us out. Hi, bud tenders. Ah, but let's talk about the best thing in Vegas and what's going on today. I am super excited to have our guest on because I've utilized their products for a very long time. Um, and let me tell you, I was super excited when I spoke to George and the crew and they were like, hey, let's bring on Dynavap. George, welcome. This is George from Dynavap. Welcome, my friend. Thank you for coming on to the show. Well, thank you for having me, Rocky. Jarrell, this is super exciting for me. Really happy to be here and to share our cute little devices with your audience. (laughs) Awesome. Awesome. So um, I'm going to tell you, I'm super excited. I've been using it for a while. I was always looking for an alternate means to smoke cannabis all, all the time. Because uh, you know, comb- I always smoke joints, and sometimes you want to lay off combustion for a bit, and you want to do something different, right? So you can either get a real bulky device uh, to smoke your flower out of, or you can get a Dynavap. So explain that to our audience. All right. So uh, we make what we call um, little tiny devices. Uh, sometimes we call them thermal extraction devices. Sometimes we call them vap caps. Um, some people call them miniature vaporizers. Uh, they look like this. It's a small, I think one of the most uh, compact devices on the market that you can get that's actually a true vaporizer. Uh, and it's a true vaporizer in the sense that we've done something a little bit different that uh, I don't think anyone else has really done in our industry yet, where we've separated the energy source and the control from the actual extraction chamber on our device. Uh, so you take a battery powered vaporizer, for example, it's got a battery and it's got you know uh, some temperature sensing circuitry in there to control how hot your oven's getting. And all that stuff needs to work perfectly in concert. And you've only got as much adjustment as is programmed into the device. Our device on the other hand is a little bit different in terms of it's got this nifty little temperature indicating cap on the end that will click when it hits the right temperature so that you know that your herb is perfectly roasted and not burned. Uh, I can kind of give you a quick demonstration, kind of show you how it goes. Uh, I use a typically a, a lighter, but you don't have to. Right. And it's as simple as just heating it up on the side like this uh, and rolling it a little bit for even heat. And the cap is gonna click when it hits vaporizing temperature, just like that. Just heard that. And it'll, it'll stay at uh, temperature for typically for about 30 seconds or so, depending on how windy it is, how cold it is, how hard you're hitting on it, uh, et cetera. And also to a limited degree where you heat on the cap, because although the cap clicks at about the same temperature, the temperature of your extraction chamber varies a little bit depending on where you heat on the cap, okay? 
you heat the tip for taste, you heat the base to go to space, right? Ah, gotcha. I didn't even know that either. And, and, and there's our reset new. click. So we now know that the cap is cooled off so I can basically touch it, right? It's still hot, yeah. but it's not like, ouch, burn you hot. Okay, so it's not comfortable to hold, but it's not dangerous. So now I can take this uh, cap off and I can pull the tip off. It's just held on with uh, high temperature O-rings. I can pop the uh, condenser out like this uh, with the digger outer, which is one of my favorite little parts on the cap, just to kind of show you, you know, what's what's involved in this device. Uh, so there's no electric pieces in there. It's pure metal yep. and fire with yes. some O-rings. Yep, a couple high temperature O-rings and again, our temperature indicating cap, which is super nice. And it's just that simple. So it makes for a very durable device. Now it does have a couple of air holes on the side. Is that like yes. the carb? So you could think about it that way, but I think about it more as an airport in the regards that uh, if you notice when I, there's an inner tube that runs the entire length inside of here, it actually goes just slightly inside of the tip here. And so when you draw on this and you leave these airports open, even partially open, the air actually goes away from your mouth around the outside of the inner tube we call the condenser, slightly inside the tip, has to do a 180 degree turn, which increases the velocity substantially, creates a bit of a pressure drop, and it picks up the vapor that's coming out of the tip, mixes it up, cools it down, and shoots it right through, right into your mouth. Wow. What would you say like are like the the health benefits of using a vaporizer versus like smoking a joint or uh, or even using other uh vaporizing devices? Okay. So uh from a health perspective, using other vaporizers, there's not gonna be a huge difference between using ours and using just about any other reputable vaporizer in the market, as long as it's made with decent quality materials. Uh in comparison to smoking, uh there's a massive difference. Uh and, and I, would, I would first divide that difference into two key categories. Number one is efficiency. And number two is uh, flavor and cleanliness, right? So from the efficiency perspective, it's very common that people, when they uh, shift from combustion to vaporization, and it's kind of regardless whether they use our device or others, although we believe that ours are kind of on the higher end of the spectrum when it comes to efficiency. Uh, it's very common for people to reduce the amount of cannabis that they're consuming per day, per week, per month by about 50%. So a decent quality vaporizer actually will pay for itself in pretty short order, depending on how much you use per month. Okay. So... Yes, they're not cheap, uh, although ours, uh, I think, are at the, the lower end of the spectrum in terms of entry-level cost, especially considering they don't generally break, and it could realistically last you your whole life uh, and could pay for itself in usually one to two months. Makes for a pretty good investment. Um, so there's the efficiency side of things. On the flavor side of things, we're talking about a whole different world. Uh, if you like the way your weed smells, our devices will allow you to taste that with nothing else getting in the way. And, and that's one of the first things that a person that's never tried a device like this, uh, they, they just kind of are in shock that first experience because 
they taste it and they, they you can almost see the, the the whole look on their face just changes to what just happened what am i tasting how is it that my weed tastes exactly like it smells it's like well that's the beauty of baking your cookies and not burning them yes <laughs> right exactly and you know what i mean i think it's much preferred because everybody should take a break every once in a while from the it's just a personal opinion uh from the combustion portion of it and it's always a good way for me to if i don't want to completely stop smoking to actually utilize um those devices and i know that you know we talk about flour but what I kind of liked about this, and I learned about this at Champs, was that, and I had no idea, by the way, that you could smoke concentrates out of the Dynavap. And yes, I was completely can. blown away by that. Explain to me how that device, okay. how you can smoke concentrate. So uh, we make a cute little thing that I can't even show very well here because the, the camera and because the part is so small, but it's called a Dynacoil. Okay. And it is a single piece of titanium coiled up and it'll fit right in the end of this chamber. Okay. Uh, it's a really neat piece. Uh, you can see it on our website. There's, there's pictures all over the internet. If you simply type in Dynacoil and search images, there'll be some nice close-up pictures that uh, really help show off what it actually is. Uh, it's a, a pretty precision piece of engineered titanium. And what this, what this does is it allows you to take a tiny little bit of concentrate and it doesn't take much at all. Uh, you know what I'm talking about, Rocky, just a tiny little bit. Yes. And you can put it on there and you can load it up and you can just leave it sit. And you can go about whatever it is going to do. And when it's time, you just take your preloaded device and you heat it up. Since it's concentrates and like a little bit more temperature, heat the base. You go to space with a wonderful taste of whatever your concentrate has to offer. But with the concentrate, um, is it the same time? Like you still wait for that click? And, and, and this is a great question, uh, Jarrell. So this is why uh, I like to talk about how you are the control for this device. Okay. And depending on where you heat, you heat near the tip or where this groove is, this cap is going to click when your chamber is at a lower temperature. Okay. Great if you're just looking for a flavor hit or a real light uh, active hit, right? So if you're one of those people who's just looking to microdose just to kind of get the day started and you don't want to deal with couch lock, heat the tip and for a, you know, you know, a tasty rip, right? Yes. If you're trying to get the concentrates out, heat the base, you give it some more temperature and it'll do exactly what you're looking for. It'll get you a lot more temperature in the chamber by the time that cap clicks. So you have enough heat in there uh, effectively vaporize all of the good parts of the concentrate. Now, one other thing that's that's worth noting is just like when you see someone uh, using a dab rig, after they're done, they usually use a, a swab or something to mop out whatever's left. Okay, because even though it's a concentrate, there's still stuff in there that isn't really of any significant value. Right. Right. No point in vaping it. Yeah, is it going to make some vapor? Sure. Is it going to taste good? No. Does it have a lot of actives left in it? Not really. It's just a whole bunch of harshness. So yeah. your Dynacoil will accumulate that after you've put a little concentrate in it and you've heated it up a few times. The beautiful thing is just like cleaning um, 
a lot of your uh, uh, parts for your rig, you can drop them into isopropyl or a cleaning solution. You can just take and pop off your tip, drop off the cap, and you can just drop the whole works right in the cleaning solution and just let it soak for a little bit, rinse it out, and it's good as new. And Does it dull it out or change the color of uh, no, that? Not at all. Uh, now, the, since we're talking about that, don't torch clean it. Okay, it's not a dab rig. Okay, <laughs> you don't really want to make these parts glow. Okay, they're, they're not really designed for that. Yes, you're heating with a lighter, that's fine. Uh, if you're going to go past the click, which we don't generally recommend, one to three seconds for the most part, not going to cause any problems. Once you start going more than about three seconds beyond that, well, you're kind of on your own. You've got your speedometer off the scale, if you know what I mean. Right. You can't tell how fast you're going. Uh, can you do it? Yeah. Many people do it successfully, but those people that do it successfully have been driving their car for a long time and kind of know what to expect. Right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So tell me how you came up with the idea for this little dynamo, because I'm going to tell you, I absolutely love it. All right. Well, it, it's a fun story that uh, takes me back to uh, hanging out in my basement with uh, a, a few awesome people back in 2012 using uh, the vaporizer that I had the first time or at that time, which was my first one, uh, a device called an Iolite made by this company in Ireland. Uh, the company, their primary focus, they actually make uh, portable soldering irons, okay? Nice. <laughs> uh, that are powered with butane. And so they utilize their expertise. Uh, company's actually name is Portisol, uh, which portable soldering irons, right? Uh, so they made this butane-powered vaporizer uh, because one of the people that worked at that company liked cannabis and didn't like smoking it. Uh, so I bought one after my neighbor showed it to me and used it for a few months and found it just it wasn't very efficient it was wasting a lot of weed uh and every time i'd turn it on before it was up the temperature you know i'd set it down let it heat up go do something to take like five minutes to warm up come back and the whole room would smell like all my delicious terpenes that were now in the air <laughs> fragrancing my room it's like all right and so i'm thinking to myself there's got to be a better way i mean how difficult could it really be to make a vaporizer and this is when uh I, I got up off the couch, I went and grabbed a, a glass vial and a big pen, took apart the pen to make straw, put a little bit of flour in the glass vial, heated it up with a lighter until I started to see a little bit of vapor form, and I just siphoned it off with the straw. I was like, yep, that works. Okay. Now, how do I make this simple enough that anyone can use it successfully? And that began the journey with a whole lot of experimentation and iteration and has now landed us where we're at, where we make these cute little devices. Uh, we also make, uh, you said you got an Omni. We also have, you know, the Vong Eye, which is super fun because uh, we've got these interchangeable parts so you can totally change up the colors. And of course, the nice. Omni, said you've got Rocky. Yeah, you know, I when I first saw that, product I thought to myself immediately is and it's still something I carry with me is a one hitter box because I'm old AF so uh, I always carry something around like that and when I first saw your product it looked like a one hitter yep which I thought was easy because it's convenient you could carry it it's kind of discreet 
um, et cetera, but it made it like super easy for me. So I always thought about that. I was going to talk to you about how that would just, you know, make the dreams come true. And there you go. And there you have there. it. Yes. And, you know, it, and, and there's some other fun toys I can share with you. Uh, so you don't have to have a lighter to use our devices. Uh, there's induction heaters out there. We've made a few. Uh, we got another one in the works. Uh, there's a few of these kind of left. Uh, this is what we call our Orion. Have to have items. And yeah, so it just goes hand in hand. Th this gets us back to uh, what we talked about earlier, where a vaporizer is comprised of your extraction chamber, your energy source, and your control, right? Well, here's our extraction chamber with a, a nice straw, you know, in the condenser tube, like we talked about, to cool and condition your vapor. Here's our energy source, or here's another energy source. Use whichever one you want. You can use a Bic lighter. It works just fine. You are the control. Wow. Right? Heat the tip for taste. Heat the base to go to space, right? Control it however you like. You're in control. George, I know for the um, the Dynacoil, you said we can just drop it in the ISO to clean it. Yep. Is that the same case for or for the uh, like for the whole thing? Can you just like pull it apart, just drop yep. everything in ISO? Absolutely. Uh, although we don't generally recommend soaking the cap, okay? okay. Because the thermostats that are inside the cap, uh, there's there's a couple little discs that are down underneath the crimp in that cap. And so if you soak that in ISO, uh, it's going to soak underneath and kind of get trapped in there. Uh, so the cap generally doesn't get very dirty. Uh, about the only time it gets dirty is if when you're using concentrates, if you're heating it with the cap down, sometimes those concentrates can run into the cap. So when you're heating for concentrates, I'm going to recommend that you hold it at a little bit of an upward angle like this, okay? And that way, if you got a little bit more in there than there should be, it'll run down this way, which is much easier to clean. And so then you can clean your cap with a, a swab and a little bit of alcohol. The rest of the parts uh, are fine to soak in alcohol. You don't even have to take the O-rings off. The O-rings handle alcohol just fine. Yep, that was Oops, gonna be simple. my next question about the O-rings. <laughs> Yep. I okay. So I didn't even know that you can pull the centerpiece out at all. So that's that's a first for me. Um, we'll be doing that as soon as we <laughs> exit off of okay. this uh, podcast. I'm just gonna so play with my toys. There's even more fun that I can share with you. So uh, the goal when designing this product was to make it as simple to use as possible and multifunctional. Okay. So this digger outer is one of again one of my favorite things because for those of you using flour uh it goes right in here like this and it very effectively digs out whatever's left if you can't just pop it out which works most of the time uh i use that digger outer to pop out my condenser as well and i can use my condenser to take the little uh ccd or the screen that's in the tip and i can pop that out if i want to remove it and clean it. Wow. And then I, I can got, drop I that right back e in. You guys took efficiency to another level because like every piece serves a purpose. Is it's just it's incredible. Yeah. Simple like that, right? And I, I just think it's nice that you don't need tools to service your device. It's yes. right there. It's self-contained. Yep. And with just a little bit of care, you know. You know, the goal was to create a tool that could last a lifetime. 
And, you know, we've been doing this now for a little over six years. And the feedback that we've received from the, the few customers that we had back in those early days is that, oh yeah, the, that one I got back from you in 2016, it, it still works fine. In fact, I haven't even had to replace an O-ring yet. Um, a few people have torn up their O-rings because they didn't lubricate them or they were taking them off because they weren't sure if they could soak them or not. A few people have damaged caps because they've way overheated them. That happens if you don't uh, make sure you get that reset click. So really, really important. If you haven't heard the reset click, if anything, just give it another 10 or 15 seconds or tap your finger on the end until it's, you know, not hot, you know, kind of cool to the touch, room temperature. Then you know for sure you haven't missed it and it's reset. So if you can just wait an extra 15 seconds, if you're not sure you've heard it, then your cap is going to last you a long, long time. If you miss it and you just keep torching and torching, it'll combust. Correct me if I'm wrong, but if I remember correct, uh, right, when I was at Champs and um, one of the guys did a demonstration for me, he said, like, you can put, like, the, uh, the you can put it on this, like, the like the lighter part, and it helps it cool down a little bit faster or something like that? Yep, yep. And and that's why we put the magnets on 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 the Dynastash, right? Having that magnet there, it's kind of nice because that magnet helps pull the, uh, the heat out. And if you adjust your cap right, you can actually use the magnet to pull the cap right off. And then it clicks a lot louder. And when the cap is off the tip, it cools off much faster. Nice. Are every single part of that item sold on your website? So if I'm, let's say I bought mine a few months ago and I'm just a derelict of dialect and I just don't do the right things ever and I needed to buy O-rings, um, would I be able to find those on your website? So, so the, the real exceptions to parts is we make sometimes some colored parts and some short run variants. And when those are sold out, we don't have any more. But you need a tip, no problem. Got tips in stock. You need a new stem, no problem, because you lost it or your dog ate it or whatever it might be. You stepped on your cap or backed over it with your car or you made it glow and now it doesn't work very good. <laughs> yes. Uh, every part that you need to keep your device functional long-term is on our website. That's amazing. That's, that's so important. How many times have you gotten something from um, a smoke shop and then you just have to just buy a whole new piece to replace yeah. because the small pieces you can't find, which is fantastic. So when he said it's a lifetime item, I'm going to tell you that I've had mine for four years and Literally, um, I haven't had to change. I didn't even know that that part came out. I would just kind of clean it with, you know what I mean, with a toothpick. You know what yep. I mean? I didn't. I had no idea. But that goes to show you that it's a wonderful item to have. So if I'm sitting there and I'm like one of the people that are listening to this podcast right now, and I'm like, well, where do I start? Where do I begin? What's the training wheels of Dynavac? Okay. Uh, well. There's many, many videos. We've got them on our website, uh, as well as quite a few other people out there in what I'd call the community have made videos of their own to kind of show how to use it. Uh, so I would just start by watching a few videos and just maybe surfing around a little bit in, uh, you know, you can check out our Reddit community, for example. So, you know, r slash Dynavap, uh, hang out with uh, the people over there. There's, there's, a, there's a decent number of people hanging out in that community. 
and they're also very, very helpful. Um, I think that's probably the best place to start. Oh, and there's one other thing I wanted to make sure I, I uh, share with you before we finish up. So let me know before we're done because I think it'll really make you grin. Go for it. Yeah, let's see it. Chilbong, yeah. right? Super cool. 14 millimeter taper like most bongs have. Well, you know, the vong fits in the bong native. Wow. Uh, just going to have to have it now. Yeah. Just going to have to have yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And it, it actually gets one step better. Okay. Uh, so one more second. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Kid in the candy store right now. Dude, I, you know that I'm going to, as soon as we're done with this, I'm going to go and pick up my bong and Add my cart. <laughs> <laughs> so I've got this little rig, right? The Vong actually has a multi-function mouthpiece on it, where this part here with our logo on it is actually a 14 millimeter taper, but the tip is actually a 10 millimeter taper that will fit oh, wow. any of your 10 millimeter glass. And if that's an M I saw that you had, Jarrell, I think it was a 2020 it looked like. Uh, nope, that's a 21, perfect. That. Also has a 10 millimeter. Here. Did you grab... know that? Hell no. I'm about to grab it now. Well, the... uh, yes. <laughs> I know. I was going to be so oh, excited about a podcast. <laughs> uh, you wasn't lying, George. That was, I'm glad you did that. Well, we, we seriously, uh, this is our passion. Okay. You know, do, do we make these things to sell them? Sure, we do. Okay. But we take the resources that the community contributes to our company when they buy our product and it gets reinvested into research and development, which, you know, might sound kind of funny to some people out there, but I can tell you, you don't end up with a product like this without some R and D. And we put some real effort and some real passion into design development. And also probably worth mentioning that we manufacture our devices on our CNC equipment in our shop, which is literally on the other side of the wall from where I'm sitting. Uh, in fact, if you listen real carefully, you can actually hear them cutting parts right now. Wow, that's amazing. No, it looks like you, you're working in a very large warehouse, my friend, from, yeah. a, from the short portion I've worked in warehouses. So yeah, I, I'm super impressed with all of the things above and beyond like what I thought, to be honest, because I was like, I've spoken to many of people at different expos for Dynavap, and I thought that I had it nailed, but <laughs> I had no idea. So when you talk about like a multifaceted device in such a, you can either have it compact, you could smoke it, you know, do dabs with it. You can actually smoke the flower in your, your favorite dab rig or in a flower, you know what I mean, bong, whatever the case may be. You, they even offer, and I've seen them too, the little uh, plastic guys, the little rubber guys that go into the uh, dab rigs where you can, if you have a larger chamber or something yep. like that. I've seen it so many different ways, but this was a complete eye-opener. I, I am floored, let me tell you. Cool. 
Yes. Cool. Yeah, it's so cool. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I am so impressed. Let George, me ask you, you this, my friend, George. What you got? How did you start on your journey with cannabis? We have to ask that question before okay. we let that, that's you fine. go. So, um, I think uh, I would qualify as a bit of a late bloomer. Um, you know, and that's because uh, I actually did a few years in the military, you know, after high school, and I didn't want to take any unnecessary risks and cause any problems there. But uh, after I got out of the military, you know, I uh, said to one of my friends from high school, I was like, hey, you know, now that I don't have to worry about getting drug tested, uh, I sure would like to try some weed because I've heard it's kind of fun. And so he made arrangements and, uh, uh, and we went over to someone else's house and I can remember getting all ready to go and I got myself a box of uh, Little Debbie Cosmic Brownies and uh, we got there and you know, they, they, they lit up a, a joint. I was like, okay, here we go. And I, you know, had a couple of pops. I was like, man, wow, that's harsh. Oh, you know, I can remember when first, you know, smelling the smoke and the, the smoke smells pretty nice, but, uh, you know, if you're not accustomed to it, the, the flavor is pretty strong and the smoke's kind of harsh. And yeah. then, you know, things started to kick in for me and, uh, you know, the fun really began. <laughs> but, uh, you know, from there on, uh, every time I would smoke it, you know, the harshness uh, really kind of got to me. And so I was a person that pretty much the only way that I would ever consume cannabis up until 2012 uh, was through water to kind of cool and condition it a little bit. Uh, so I used to actually make some of my own glass pieces just because uh, I didn't want to buy them. I was like, you know, I can do that. So I was making, you know, bubblers out of uh, various bottles, you know, whiskey bottles and other things along those lines and I always kind of had my eye open uh through the uh the vase section at Target <laughs> <laughs> right smart yeah. Yeah. smart that's awesome so now now go ahead go ahead no it's, uh, I was just saying that's that's a big part of my journey you know is is always looking for a better way yeah I think that's needed in the industry or we need people who's always looking for a better way in the industry uh, because they give us cool devices like this. Um, but George, we appreciate you, bro. You fucking killed it. You gave us a, a few awesome lessons. Like, man, I, I appreciate you, bro. Um, but before we get you out of here, we have to know what you've been smoking on lately. Oh, you know, I've got some pretty nice stuff uh, that, uh, Folks from uh, Herb Saver, if you know them, uh, hooked me up with uh, yep. some uh, some aeroponic wedding cake. Uh, that was pretty nice. Okay. Are you more of a flower guy or concentrates or vapes? Uh, well, I tend to lean a little bit more towards flower. Uh, and, you know, a big part of that is, and you might even see a little bit of this uh, illustrated in some of our devices. I tend to be on the microdose side of the spectrum. And, and that's another thing that's probably worth, uh, if we've got just another minute or two worth illustrating, is uh, our devices, uh, even, even the M, uh, the, the one that you have, Drell, will do this as well. Uh, if I take and pop the tip off again and pop the condenser out, uh, what I'm going to do is try and show here, if we can see about how deep that screen is, Okay, about yep. 10 millimeters deep, right? I can take my condenser and if I put my finger over the end 
and I push real carefully and real slowly. I mean, real slow until I kind of feel it go dink. There it goes. Uh, I can actually push my screen up and reduce my chamber size by about 50%. There's a, there's a tiny little groove, but you don't even necessarily have to hit the groove. If you just push up slowly, you wanna keep that screen kind of domed up so that when you're loading your flower, it resists it and it stays in place. Uh, so it makes for a really, really nice option for those people that are just microdosing very, very tiny amounts of flour. And that's the category that I fit into. Uh, so a little bit of high quality premium flour does me real nice. George, you thought about everything. Yeah, I think it's awesome for like new consumers as well. Well, it, it's super important, I think, for people that are just kind of getting introduced to cannabis, you know, for soccer moms, et cetera, uh, that still need to be capable of getting some of their other roles and responsibilities taken care of. Uh, well, you don't need couch lock all the time. Yep. And so if you can put in a tiny little bit and our chamber at, at the half position generally holds about 0.03 to 0.05 grams. So it's a, it's truly a microdose. Uh, you know, that means you're going to be able to get 20 to 30 loadings off of a single gram of cannabis. Wow. Okay. And yeah, and it'll help, it'll help people like me who smoke too much, not smoke as much. Well, you know, it's fun that you say it that way, Rocky, because, uh, it's probably worth taking just a minute or two to talk about the power of ritual, okay? Smoking has a whole lot of ritual associated with it, okay? Because you think about it, oh, I'm going to have a smoke, right? You don't just, and you're done, right? right. You're going to sit down, you're going to open up your bag or your pouch or your kit or whatever and start taking your things out. Maybe you're going to grind, get your rolling papers. Maybe if you're in Europe, you mix a little bit of tobacco in and you get it all ready to go, okay. or you're getting your bong or your water piece or your rig. It's a whole process. Okay. Yes. And every step along the way of this process, there's some really interesting things that are happening in your head from a neurotransmitter perspective in terms of the preparation for the release of dopamine and serotonin and all these other things that is happening because of the anticipation of what you're about to do and what you're about to experience and what's going to happen afterwards, okay? So where I'm going with that is when you use a device like this that has a very small chamber and you go through this whole process and you heat it up to the click and you take a couple puffs and you let it cool off and then you reheat it again, you're kind of drawing out a little bit more time. You're keeping your hands busy. You're keeping your mind engaged for those active compounds to take effect. And what I find is that when I go through this process and I kind of take my time and I keep a little bit of dialogue going with people, all of a sudden they find that, you know what? I'm good. I don't need anymore. And it's one of the other secondary things that happens when people utilize our product is it's not just that there's the efficiency gain from vaporizing versus combustion. There's the consumption reduction that happens by respecting the ritual and not rushing the process that you allow the process and you allow those active compounds to do their part and you allow yourself to kind of come up to speed slowly and you come to the realization you know what yeah i'm good i don't need any more and then you go about your business yeah and so no joke 
I get this feedback from our customers that after they buy our product, their tolerance starts to drop and they're still as high as they want to be. Yeah. That's amazing. That's an amazing thing. Isn't that especially, fun? Yeah. Oh my God. That's awesome. Especially for someone that's been smoking all, a decade plus, you know, that's amazing. Yeah. I'm going to remember that for sure. And you can really amplify that impact if you can get yourself to take, you know, say a two or three day tea break. And as you're coming off your tea break, uh, use the use the product exclusively just for a few days and allow that ritual to kind of progress. You know, respect the ritual, take your time, and you'll find that it doesn't take nearly as much as you think it might to get to where you want to be. And then your tolerance will continue to decline. And you're going to find that, wow, I have all of this selection of various different flowers or concentrates, and I'm just not running out. Uh, if anything, I need to find more people to come over so I can share it before it gets old. That's a good problem to have. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's the best problem. Yeah. What you been smoking on, Rocky? Um, I have been smoking on flour from the Real McCoy. I I really enjoy it. There's some they have some really great strains. So what whatever y'all are doing up there, keep up the good work because it's it's this it's a good job. How about you, Jerome? Um, I got a you know chance to sample some uh Cushman's from Lit. How was pretty that? Good. Yeah, pretty, pretty good, man. I like them. Did they, you uh, smoke it today? Did was that what you smoked before you Yeah, yeah. Okay, because you look you look lit and I love that. So guess what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna buy that. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> oh my god, I have to buy so many things now. George has me going on to the Dynavap uh website as soon as we get off of this situation here so I can get some other items. And uh yeah, dude, I'm gonna have to pick up some lit. Listen, George, if anybody wants to do the same thing I'm gonna do and they wanna purchase these items, what's the best way to do that? Oh, probably the best way is dynavap.com. Or if you happen to be in Europe, we also have a European website where we stock our inventory in Amsterdam because because it's Amsterdam, right? Yes, because so why can, not? We can get it to you there. We can get it to you faster and with lower tax and in, in duty because we actually have stock right right there in Amsterdam. Uh, so that's dynavap.eu. And if you don't want to buy online, uh, we have our stuff in stock in quite a few stores around the world which you can find on our website using the store locator. Oh, the new folks have options. So don't tell me you couldn't find it. Don't yeah. send me any kind of messages, but let's talk about it. When you do try that for the first time, go ahead and hit us up at, at uh, www.highbudtenders.com in the comment section at the very bottom. Let me know what you thought about that. If you purchased one, what did you think? Did you have a great experience? Because I know I have. Um, I've had mine for a while. So always check that out. We are at www.highbudcenters.com forward slash podcast to listen to the podcast forward slash shop to shop any of our wonderful merchandise items. We thank you folks for listening to the podcast. Uh, we love you. And as always, stay high, Budtenders. Okay, make it, I'm sorry. I said, I love my city. But I don't think you hear me though I said I love my city